Hello, my friends. This is Steve Hutto, and you are listening to the Steve Hutto Podcast. Thank you for stopping by and listening today. I have a teaching today. It's called Holy Spirit Baptism. We're going to look at Jesus as our example, and I'll be right back after this. Hello, everyone. This is Steve Hutto with Harvest Celebration Ministries. As you may know, Honduras has been very tightly locked down for months now. Many people have lost jobs with no means of unemployment insurance, businesses are still closed, no food stamp programs, no government stimulus to its citizens, and no food banks to assist with providing food. With the help of many of you, however, Harvest Celebration Ministries has been able to send funds to provide basic food relief for the past five months. Now, we can't help everyone, but we have been able to help some. So thank you so much for your generosity in making an eternal impact on the precious people in Honduras. I must tell you, though, that the need in Honduras continues, and the opportunity to team up with us financially continues as well. If you can continue to help, or if you would like to begin to help, please visit our website at www.harvcell.com. That's H-A-R-V-C-E-L.com for more information. You can donate securely through PayPal. Any amount is greatly helpful and certainly greatly appreciated. Once again, thanks so much to all of you who have already locked arms with Harvest Celebration Ministries to provide food and basic supplies to the people of Honduras. May God bless you abundantly. Holy Spirit Baptism, Jesus our example. Wow, what a great subject to talk about. We're going to look at Jesus as the head of the church. Paul said that we are the church, of course, the body of Jesus in the earth. And we need to understand as the body of Christ, as believers in Jesus, we need to understand our significance as the body of Jesus. You know, Jesus didn't pour out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost simply so we could be the church and organize different expressions and have different organizations, if you will, of the body of Christ. He didn't establish the church on the day of Pentecost by the outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that we could have our meetings and center everything around one building. And those things aren't bad, but Jesus poured out His Spirit he poured out the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, on the day of Pentecost to establish His church, get this, His body in the earth. Well, when Jesus was here on the earth, He was a human being, born of the Virgin Mary, conceived by the Holy Spirit, so He was born with no sin, but He was still a human being. He walked around, he had a head, he had a body, he had two hands, two legs, two feet, two eyes, two ears. I mean, he was a human being, and the scripture says in Acts 10, 38, Luke says, writing about Peter, actually Peter said this, he said, You know Jesus of Nazareth, how God anointed him with power, with the Holy Spirit and power, and how he went about doing good and freeing everyone who was oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And so Jesus used his whole body, including his head, when he was on the earth. And now that Jesus is at the right hand of the Father, and he's established his body in the church, we are to do the same works that Jesus did. 
As a matter of fact, in John 14, 12, Jesus said this, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to the Father. And we know Jesus was referring to going back to the Father, being exalted to the right hand of God, and pouring out the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost, to establish the church in the earth. From that point on, as Paul says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So, we are his body in the earth. We are to do what Jesus did. And when the church, when you, when I begin to understand the significance of who and what we are in the earth as the body of Christ, then I believe we'll rise up and move about in the supernatural power that Jesus had when he was on this earth. Now, I want to start by using Jesus as our example, and we're going to look at Matthew chapter 3, starting with verse 13. Then Jesus arrived from Galilee at the Jordan, coming to John, that was John the Baptist, to be baptized by him. But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Now let me just stop just for a few seconds here. When Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, we're going to see something supernatural happened, and that event was a big step if it was not the step in fulfilling all righteousness. We know that when he went to the cross, you know, everything is centered on the cross and he bore our sins and he poured out his blood to make us the righteousness of God in him. But he also went back to the Father and poured out the Holy Spirit. And as I said before, and more importantly, as the Word says, the church was established on that day, on the day of Pentecost. So what Jesus is about to do, or John and Jesus, is fitting, Jesus says, if we go ahead and do this, for us to fulfill all righteousness. Can you imagine how John the Baptist felt when Jesus came to him and said, look, let's, let's do this thing because in this way it's fitting for us, you and me, John the Baptist, to fulfill all righteousness. Man, that's exciting. And so it goes on. Then he, John the Baptist, permitted him. And after being baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove and lighting on him. That would be Jesus. And behold, a voice out of the heavens said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. What happened to Jesus besides being baptized in water? He was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now, John had even said in Matthew 3, 11, he said, one is coming, this is before he met Jesus, and he was already baptizing, doing what he was called to do, people in the Jordan River for the, for the uh, repentance, for forgiveness of sins, the baptism of repentance, he called it, for the forgiveness of sins. And before Jesus came, John was baptizing away and people were asking him who he was and all. And one thing he said in Matthew 3.11 was that he who comes after me is mightier than I and I'm not even fit. I'm not suitable. I'm not worthy to, to, to stoop down and untie his sandals. 
He said, He will baptize you in the Holy Spirit or with the Holy Spirit and fire. Friends, that that is supernatural stuff right there. When you're baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, that's, that's not human stuff. That's not natural stuff. It's supernatural God stuff. And it goes beyond the realm we live in. But that's the power and the edge that even Jesus needed here to complete his ministry of three and a half years doing signs, wonders, destroying the works of the devil, and of course preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and setting the demoniac free and, and, and lifting up and freeing those who were oppressed by the devil. Man, so the very one who now is baptized in the Jordan River and then the Holy Spirit comes and baptizes him is the same one that John before said he is going to baptize you in the Holy Spirit and fire. So because Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit, he was able to send forth the promise of the Father on the day of Pentecost and now he is the one that baptized you and me if you've received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit and with power. Man. So supernatural stuff was going on here. All righteousness was being fulfilled and Jesus was being endued with power from on high to do his miracles and to perform his ministry for the the next three and a half and if I might add the last three and a half years of his life on the earth. So he was baptized in the Holy Spirit in the Jordan River. You can check the scriptures. Now people have opinions. People say, well, this could have happened or this might have happened or this was likely that it would happen. But listen to me carefully. You will never find in the Holy Bible the scriptures where Jesus performed one miracle, one raising the dead, one healing, one deliverance. You'll never find that in the scriptures before he was baptized in the Holy Spirit while in the Jordan River. Won't find it. So this is complete confirmation and gives complete substance to the fact that Jesus needed the Holy Spirit in order. I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit in order to to begin and complete his ministry right here on the earth. Now something I want you to understand is that Jesus was conceived in his mother's womb, who was the Virgin Mary, by the Holy Spirit. He wasn't conceived of the seed of man, like when a man and woman come together. You know that man is of the flesh and of the fallen nature, of the Adamic sinful nature. We're born into sin, but when Jesus was born again, because well, he wasn't born again, but I'm, I'm saying this again, he was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So therefore, when he was born from his mother's womb, he was born of God. Jesus never, here's the best way to put it, Jesus never had to be born again. Why? Because he was already born of God and born of the Spirit and born from above when he came out of his mother's womb. So he had no sin nature. He, he, he was the perfect Lamb of God, sacrificed Lamb, having no spot, no blemish. And he became our sacrifice. But because, as Philippians chapter 2 says, he laid aside his privileges, he emptied himself 
became a bondservant to his father, humbled himself into humanity, even to the point of death on the cross. Because he was totally emptied of himself, so to speak, he had to be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, I believe this is a perfect picture, type and shadow, example, if you will, of what Jesus has done for us. We have to be born of God as well, except because we're already born of the flesh, we have to be, as the Bible says in John chapter 3, born again. And that's when we become born of the Spirit of God, when we become new uh, creatures, new creations, as 2 Corinthians chapter 5 says, in Christ Jesus, we become born again, we become saved and born of God. But just like Jesus, we were now, and we are born of God and born of the Spirit, born again, if you will, we still need to be empowered by the same Holy Spirit that had to empower Jesus, that Jesus needed when he was on the earth. And so, Number one, when this happened on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter, uh, chapter 1 and 2, you can read about all that. When this happened, not only was the church established, but the 120 that, were, that Jesus had instructed to wait on this endowment with power from above, not only uh, was the church established, but also these people were empowered to go out and of course, they were in, they were compelled by the Spirit to come out of that upper room praising God. And you know, read about it in Acts chapter two. But by the end of that first day or so, people got saved because of the Holy Spirit upon them, and because of the Holy Spirit proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom of God through them, and because of signs and wonders and miracles that took place that they couldn't manufacture on their own. They were now endued with power from on high. Man, so what an example for us, what a pattern for us to be born again of the Spirit and then to be equipped to do our ministry on the earth and that is to be endued with power or baptized in the Holy Spirit so that we can complete the call on our lives right here on the earth. Now, so many people and so many preachers and teachers have taught uh, for decades and maybe centuries that, you know, we it's all about a 10 or 20 second uh, sinner's prayer. Now that's important, not taking away from that. It's important that we determine our destiny. We can't be anointed by the Holy Spirit. We can't answer the call of God on our life to serve Him as all of us are called <laughs> until we are born again. But we don't get born again just to go to heaven and not go to hell. We get born again to do that. Plus, while we're left on this earth, no matter what our age is, how much time we have left on the earth, God has a plan and a destiny for you to be His vessel, his body in the earth with specific calls on your life, purposes and functions as part of the body of Christ before you go home. Because as a matter of fact, it's not about hanging on to the end because it's just not all about you and me. It's about everybody else as well. So Jesus in the, in the Jordan River was baptized, anointed and empowered for his ministry on the earth. And he went about, as the scripture again says, doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil. So listen, if Jesus was the Son of God, then why did he need to be baptized in the Spirit? Well, I touched on that, but I'm going to read um, Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8, instead of just... This is what Paul said. He says, "...have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus." 
who although he existed in the form of God, did you catch that? He existed in the form of God. He did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped. Jesus was equal to God as the second person of the Trinity. There's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Jesus was God the Son. And he emptied himself, verse 7 says, taking the form of a bondservant. Well, a bondservant is one who makes himself a slave, a servant, if you will, to his master forever. The difference is, in a bondservant, he willingly, with a bondservant, he or she willingly submits and their will, their personal will, becomes consumed in the will of their master. In this case, as verse 7 says in Philippians chapter 2, Jesus emptied himself, taking the form of a bondservant, his will basically consumed in the will of his father and made was uh, and being made, as it says, in the likeness of men. Jesus came to serve, of course, but he really came to serve his Father. Remember, Jesus said, Everything I do, I do nothing on my own initiative. What I, fa- what I hear the Father say, I say. What I see him do, I do. He says, Nothing I do on my own initiative, but whatever the Father does, that's what I'm going to do. And verse 8 says, being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by being, uh, by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. So the scripture tells us in Luke three twenty three that Jesus was about thirty years of old, thirty years of age, when he began his ministry on the earth, and it was necessary for him to be filled with the Holy Spirit to begin and complete his ministry. And again, he is our example. Jesus is the example. He being the the head, we being the body of Jesus in the earth today. Now, again, I said this earlier, but John 14, 12 says, truly, truly, Jesus said when he was on the earth, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these He will do. Why? Because I go to the Father. Well, again, Jesus went to the Father, to the right hand of the Father, exalted high above all authority and might, dominion, and every name that's ever been named in uh, in this age, Paul says, and then in the age to come. He was exalted, but he also, when he was there, he poured out his Spirit and established the church in the earth And now, because the Holy Spirit has been poured out, we can become born again and we can also ask Jesus to baptize us in the Holy Spirit and be endued with power from on high to witness to the remotest part of the earth. And in Luke 24, 49, Jesus, before he left to go back to the Father after the resurrection, He said, and behold, he said this to his disciples, and he says that to us today. Why? Because we are followers of Jesus. That's what a disciple is. We're born again. We're called by him, just like all of the disciples were, the early apostles, the early church. We're called, we're anointed and appointed, and he's saying this to us too. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I'm sending forth the promise of my Father upon you, but... You are to stay in the city until you are clothed with power that's dunamis from on high. That word dunamis means God's abilities. It's supernatural enablings. 
And it brings the power of God. It brings supernatural strength, supernatural provision. I mean, it's God moving through ordinary human people that happen to be born again and filled, baptized, endued with power from on high by and with the Holy Spirit. That's good. And as a matter of fact, that's Luke's version of the Great Commission. The, the, the scripture before that basically says the gospel will be preached beginning at Jerusalem and into the rest of the world. That was his version of go into all the world and preach the gospel. But, but Luke added something. He said, but instead of going out now, wait until you are empowered by the Holy Spirit from on high. And Luke also wrote the book of Acts. So over in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, Jesus said to his disciples again just before he left, but you will receive power, that's that word again, dunamis, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and even to the remotest part of the earth. Man, God has a supernatural church because He's poured out His Spirit upon all mankind and whosoever will call upon the name shall be saved. And whoever, once they're saved, will ask Jesus to baptize them in the Holy Spirit will be empowered by the Holy Spirit from on high to witness to the nations of this world. Listen, my friend, the church is extremely significant it is time in the year 2020, and I say 2020 because it's been such a different year. It's been a year that God has begun to stir the church. He's, he's put us in a place where we can't do some of the things we've all, always done, so we've gotten creative. We've gotten more serious about our walk with God. We're saying, God, what are you saying? What are you doing? And we're beginning to hear God speak some significant things to the church. And it's going to make a difference in the world. The church has not really made a difference in the world, especially in the United States of America, in the last 30 to 40 years. Well, let me tell you something, my friend. It's, a, it's about to start making a difference because there are those, not everyone, but there are those born again, Christians that are hungry for more of God. They're receiving the baptism in the Holy Spirit. And then there are those that are hungry for more of God that have already been filled with the Holy Spirit. They're saying, God, I want even more. I want you to use me. I don't want to stand passively on the sidelines and watch everything go away. I don't want to hide in my home and let everything blow over. I want to get out there and make a difference and create some vacancies in hell before I leave this earth so that people won't go to hell. And I want to make a difference. I want to see the lame walk, the blind see, the deaf hear, the mute speak, and all of those things. And I want to be a, a vessel of the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now let me say this. That's not only preachers. That's not only pastors. It's not only fivefold ministry. It is the body of Christ. If you don't think that's you, then you need to check your salvation because if you believe you're a member of the body of Christ, God has some incredibly awesome, powerful, anointed from heaven stuff for you to do today. So I want to encourage you. Seek God. Ask Him, him to empower you. If you're not saved, call upon Him to 
renew your your spirit to cause you to be saved and born again and to forgive you of all of your sins if you are ask him to fill you and empower you just like he did Jesus just like he did the disciples just like he did the early church just like he's done for 2,000 years and I want to be used by you Jesus so ask him to fill you and empower you with the Holy Spirit if you believe you are filled with the Holy Spirit then get on your face before God and say refill me give me more re-energize me you know the Holy Spirit is here he doesn't have to send him again from heaven he is here he stands ready he's here to partner with God's people we've been made the righteousness of God by Jesus blood making us his body in the earth we're the righteousness of Jesus through his blood and now the Holy Spirit is right alongside us for us to ask him to empower us to do the same works that Jesus did it's time church it's time it's time listen Acts 1 and 2, Acts chapters 1 as I close, and 2 tell of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit on all mankind. This is the establishing also of the church, the body of Christ in the earth. Read Acts chapter 1 and 2. See how supernatural things happened. It's not just good stuff in a good book. It's, it's history and it's also the present and the future for those who are born again by that same Spirit of God. So call upon Him to fill you, to baptize you, to empower you with the Holy Spirit, not for personal gain, but like Jesus who humbled Himself and emptied Himself to serve our God in power. Man, that's incredible. I will be right back after this. This is Steve Hutto, founder of Harvest Celebration Ministries. Harvest Celebration Ministries is a missions organization through which we reach the nations of Honduras, India, and other nations with the gospel and the love of Jesus Christ. Through Harvest Celebration Ministries, you can sponsor a child for a very low monthly donation of just $25 per month. Each sponsorship provides school clothes, shoes, school supplies, food, and a gift at Christmas time for each child. For more information, visit Harvest Celebration Ministries at www.harvcell.com. That's www.harvcel.com. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Steve Hutto Podcast. I would like to uh, ask you, if you don't mind, to visit my blog at stevehutto.com and just take a look at it. I have some some posts there, some typed posts. I have some of these audio podcasts and also some video podcasts there at stevehutto.com. Thank you for joining me today. You have a blessed day. God bless you.